Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the guy who is always here, never to leave you or alone or let you down, hopefully. John Wayne, here I am, that's right, I am back in Wayne Manor where I have been sheltered in place for quite some time in the East Wing in the Library of Evil. Uh, thank you for joining me for another episode this week. I appreciate it very much. I thank all the good comments and, and uh, new listeners, and I really appreciate that. Uh, I, of course, am here with a nice, fine, big cup of coffee. I have a Topo Chico uh, as well, but this is like what I like to call um, a baby dick Topo Chico because I guess they didn't have the regular 12-ounce bottles at the store, so this is a, uh, like six and a half ounce so it's a little bottle so i call it a baby dick mm. so that and of course i have trusty bottle bong here for all of our needs with grandpappy's medicine uh filled to the tippy tippy top uh all the way up so uh man so here we are uh things ha things are changing out there where the smoke is is clearing somewhat but i'm not quite sure if we're out of the woods just yet but things are happening places i i know some places are uh, have been opening up states uh texas of course where i am at uh and the dirty third of houston you know we're they're doing whatever it seems uh i don't think restaurants are open to sit down in or anything yet Ugh, but patios are ah sorry i took a big bottle bong hit before i hit record and it's like all up in my noses and stuff still but um yeah so i know and then all across the country other in other states uh some states are there's more restrictive i know california is still locked down pretty tight and uh sorry um but other states are you know and i don't know i don't know what the the right thing is I, i'm not sure i hope everything i just want everything to work out and 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 you know just i'm sure as, as much as everybody else out there we all have the same you know uh need right now i guess and uh and and want and that's for normalcy not not this new normal i hate that that's the new that's the new fucking annoying phrase um along with who somebody needs to hear this i don't know who but you know no don't do that please um christopher triana had a uh, my man shouts out chris had an excellent tweet where it's just like i don't know uh, i was like last week it says i don't know who needs to hear this but i fucking hate you and i was like yes exactly that's that's it so uh yeah so things are opening and it and it kind of looks like maybe some uh, you know, there's some light on the horizon as far as uh, some convention dates that might be happening moving forward. Like I said, you know, July, uh, the weekend of July 17th, I am supposed to be at uh, Days of the Dead in Indianapolis. And so far, it is, it's not only not canceled or postponed, they're announcing new celebrities almost like daily or bi-daily. Um, so I think... It looks good unless there's some major development. I don't know. But another thing was, now, I talked about last week, I think, that Scares at Care was canceled, and, and that's at the beginning of August, and that's a real that was a real huge bummer for me, and uh, I know a lot of other people. And then right after that was KillerCon, uh, which is here in, in Texas, out in Austin. Uh, Rath James White's, White puts that on. Shouts out to you, Rath. Um, and that got canceled. So you know, or quote unquote cancel, postpone, they move it, they just push everything back to next year. So you just rolled everything over. Now I know that they're trying to do a, like a virtual con where things will be like live YouTube stream or whatever they're going to do. Uh, but Uncle Johnny will not be able to participate because unless this gets canceled as well, but I uh, now since 
KillerCon is canceled. That weekend opened up, so you know I am added to Atlanta Days of the Dead in August. Uh, again, they had two Atlanta dates this year. So unless uh, shit goes down, I'll be in Atlanta. So I was happy about that. That was a cool, uh, that was a nice, nice touch there. Um, so again, uh, so this has been another week of mostly uh, yeah, just uh, still quarantine, you know. I mean, I know it's lifting. Things are being lifted out there. But I don't really have any you know, I, I sit in the Library of Evil and write all day and, and play music and play with myself and whatever, you know, smoke a lot of weed, think about life. So I, I you know, just all my nighttime activities are still kind of closed up. They opened the bars at midnight on Friday, which I thought was kind of weird, but okay, that's cool, whatever. I, I'm not uh, going to any bars anytime soon, only, you know, because I, I think we need to wait a little bit longer. Plus, you know, it, it, it's uh, my wife is not super comfortable with me being out there and i totally understand that and i don't want to bring any crazy shit back here uh to the mansion or not to the mansion the mansion is gone rest in peace mansion i don't want to bring back to wayne manor so so anyway uh before we get any further i'm gonna give a major crazy huge amounts of shout outs to my patreon supporters uh thank you guys so much for contributing and and joining the patreon even my new newcomers um, you know, as you know, at the beginning of the month, I'll shout everybody out by name for the first podcast of the month. And then anytime anybody new joins on, you get an instant shout out. Um, but yeah, if you would like to check out my Patreon, go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Uh, you can join one of the many tiers I have with all kinds of cool stuff on there that I, I give to you. And I always send some cool giveaways and goodies actually, uh, this week, Monday, be on the lookout, Patreon people, because you are getting an extra uh, nice goodie that I will reveal to you later. But um, yeah, and also when you go to my Patreon and you join any tier, you have access to my other weekly podcast, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, which is where I talk to the people that I, I've talked about on this show, that I meet out there on the road. And uh, you know, now that I'm not traveling, they're, they're by Skype, but that's fine. They've worked out... Uh, awesomely and um you'll get access to that every week as well as all the other episodes that uh i've done so far so i think this is like the 23rd episode this week so 23 weeks uh and they're really they're a lot of fun and as i've been doing uh in the, the past episodes for a while is putting uh, a segment of uh the uh interview slash conversation i do with wh whoever's on awesome dude for life boner bonus this week and uh, this is no exception, so we'll do that a little bit later on in the show. But just uh, shouts out to everybody on my Patreon. Thank you so much. And uh, if you want to, uh, you know, support me in that way, just go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And uh, you can help out old Uncle Johnny. You can even just leave a one-time donation if you want, if you don't want to, you know, commit to anything. And I, I appreciate that. And I just appreciate you listening to the podcast every week and, and, and spreading the good word. Thank you guys so much. So this week I did have some uh, some things go on that were kind of different than the usual uh, uh, week that it's kind of been being you know sh being shut in or, or forced self in whatever this is quarantine shut in I don't know uh, but this week uh, again you know I, I did get uh, get together with Nick P no acid this time everybody sorry uh, we were hanging out and did you know, worked on the, the magazine. We're coming up with these crazy premises for these picto fictions that we're going to do using pictures of ourselves. So it's basically like a comic book with photos, except uh, there won't be thought word bubbles. There'll be a, you know, 
underneath each picture will be what's happening, you know, and advancing to the next uh, frame type of thing. So we are coming up with a bunch of just absolutely off the wall premises to put ourselves in because the, I mean, we can really do anything because we'll just take all the pictures in front of the green screen and we can put anything in there. And so we had a lot of fun doing that. And um, also uh, it was like two surprises kind of, I, um, I ended up, I, I was on a live reading on Thursday night. If any of you caught it and checked it out, thank you so much. I very much appreciate it. Uh, but I totally forgot about that. Like, I completely forgot that I, I was like, I was on that. You know, that was put on by uh, Andrew Hilbert, shouts out. He's uh, up in Austin, one of my Texas boys out there making it happen. And uh, <clears throat> he, he, he organized it and put it all on. So I really appreciate that and uh, streamed it all live. And I, it was Thursday, like mid morning. I kind of, uh, I opened Facebook and I saw I was tagged in an event and I was like, what is this? And I looked and I was like, oh shit, that's tonight. Ah, shit. So I was like, not that I was like, ah, shit, panic, but I was just kind of like, eh, yeah, I almost wasn't kind of feeling it. You know, I wasn't going to drop out, but I was like, ah, oh, man, I, just because I don't know, it just hit me weird. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I, whatever, but I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. So, uh, a little bit later, like later on in the afternoon, um, I get a text from uh, another Austin author I've done uh, readings with here and up there. Uh, Mr. Robert Dean uh, is in town and is going to be in town for the weekend, so uh, unexpectedly. So he came over and hung out. We all social distance or whatever, and we actually he was on the reading as well. And so he just came over here to Wayne Manor, and we just both did the readings from here, our our separate readings from here. And it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. I, I it was one of those things where as it you know. As it got closer, I, 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 of course, was like, okay, I'm in, I'm into it now. I just needed to get my, my shit warmed up, pick what story I was gonna read. Uh, talking to old Robbie Dean there, you know, about stuff is gets you in the mood. And it was nice to talk to him, and and the reading went really well. So uh, I believe that uh, Andrew said he was putting a mic, uh, he was gonna, you know, uh, edit it down or whatever and put it on YouTube. So once that is out there, I'll, I'll link uh, to the video of the reading so you guys can check that out if you would like it was uh lots of lots of fun but yeah then hanging out with with uh with old robert dean the next day uh we had like a you know sit out on my porch and drink some beer time and just chat while he was uh he was doing some writing but he you know took a break from his writing and we just hung out and, and talked uh talked about stuff and it was uh it was a lot of fun he's got a lot of cool things coming down the pipe um including uh this this post this show that might be going on that was really cool we talked about um uh, I was actually in the sizzle reel for that, so if you check that out, uh, Robert Dean on Facebook, I'm sure it's linked up there. But anyway, um, yeah, so it was it was a pretty th those things were pretty uh, pretty good, pretty 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 good. No, pretty badass, and um, it just added to a you know having a kind of a, a better weeks, moving back into some kind of uh, semblance of normalcy, I think. And uh, and we'll see moving forward. We're not like um, opening our doors and saying, oh, come on in, everybody. Uh, and I'm not like going up to, to Chris Jett's house to practice or anything. We're still practicing on Jam Kazam, which is working very well. Uh, so check that out and give them some money there. Go fund me if you use it because uh, it's a beta program. And it's really cool for practicing mu musicians to practice virtually with each other. Um, so, yeah, I know, man, I know I'm missing. Oh, this is it. I got okay. So I told you how a couple weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, I'd gotten um, some uh, artwork that a friend of mine, Chris, did. Uh, shouts out, Chris! Thanks again. Uh, portraits of me, like badass, like kind of just drawn. They're fucking awesome, and I was very stoked. 
And then I got another one in the mail this week from my friend Rochelle out in a, out in Georgia, and she made a she did one of me and made it like a a tarot card of like a you know a pen with a pentacle in the background, and it was on like a vellum. It was fucking it's beautiful, and I was like, oh my god, dude, this is awesome. So you know. So so far so far I've got the one of them framed that Chris sent me the bigger the bigger one is framed. I just have to find small frames smaller like frames for these. I guess I could just order them and that's probably what I'll do and I'll I'll have those up in the office here in the library and let you guys uh, see them. But that was awesome. So you know, Rochelle, thank you so much for that. If you're listening, I appreciate it. I love you guys, you and Deidre and and Cincy out there holding it down. Um, you guys rule. So. It's been a good week, you know, not not too not too uh shabbyah. I've been getting a lot of writing done. I'm almost about to be done uh with uh another book really that I was um I, that I think I mentioned before I'm trying to put this possible series together. I don't know, but I if, if if it happens, if that's the way it goes, I I'm like a pussy hair away from finishing a second book. Um right now i just um organizing the the rest of the events in my head and and it'll be done uh but so i've been getting a lot of work done on that and then i uh got invited to participate in an interesting um bizarro type uh, anthology um i don't know how much i can say about it or reveal but uh it's it, it the people uh running it uh who are editing it and the people who have been asked to be on it uh it should be pretty pretty damn good so more on that as it uh, happens. So, more big news. As you know, <clears throat> John Wayne is dead. My The band John Wayne is dead. We haven't been able to play in a long time with all this, but nobody has. And it's, it's, a, it's a bummer. We've been getting by, uh, it, which has actually been awesome with like these jam kazam practices, like I said uh, earlier, and I've mentioned many times, it's badass. But we have a very exciting announcement to make right now. Here it comes. Uh, today, while you're listening to this, on Monday, the 25th of May, 2020, John Wayne is Dead is uh, dropping a two-song EP digital release from our band camp. It's called How I Spent My Summer Vacation. Uh, it has two new recordings that you have not heard before. Teenage, Our cover of Teenage Werewolf, which is originally... Um, done by a band called Hacksaw Man, uh, our friends here in Houston, no longer a band, rest in peace, guys. Uh, they're still alive, but the band isn't. But we, you know, we do that song, and then we do one of our very older John Wayne is Dead song uh, called Summer in Hell, and it's uh, recorded beautifully. This was all recorded at um, Cool Devices Studio when it was still there, out, out there in um, Fort Worth uh, with Jeff and, and uh, Mark. So it sounds great, and it's going to be in our band camp. It's three bucks uh, for the two new songs. I did some the artwork that goes with it. I, I I did that. I think it's kind of fun. Got a werewolf drinking beer on it and stuff like that. So if you want to, you know, help us out and and throw you know, get some new John Wayne is Dead material uh, coming your way, just go over to our band camp right now, and uh, you can uh, purchase it right there. Uh, and as far as it being out, uh, iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff, that that's coming. Uh, t- the way that digital d- distribution works is it takes a couple days more. Like it, it, it'll be up there, but tomorrow or today, Monday the twenty fifth, it is available now 
on the John Wayne is Dead Bandcamp, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, our two-song digital EP. So check it out. Now, I know I made, uh, I, I alluded to this earlier, but this is a good segue. So if you are, if you are a part of my Patreon uh, subscribers, you will be receiving the John Wayne is Dead digital EP for free. I will be sending it out to you tomorrow uh, with the artwork. So you'll have the, the, the songs in your, mo- in, in your mocks, in your inbox waiting for you uh, as just a, a special thank you for, for hanging out, supporting me in, on my Patreon. And uh, I very much appreciate it. And anybody that happens to join the Patreon this week between the 25th and whatever the end of this week is, uh, and you sign up on any tier, I will give you the uh, EP for free as well, as well as whatever else I got coming to you. So check it out. New John Wayne is Dead music. It's going to be pretty rad. I put put it all together, and I'm pretty happy with it. So check us out. Uh, me and Chris Jett, we're still doing it. Uh, shouts out, Chris Jett. So speaking of Patreon, as I also mentioned earlier, I've been taking uh, segments from this week's episode of the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast, and uh, inserting it in here so you can kind of get get to know my guest a little bit, hear hear some of the conversation, and then you know maybe you like it, you jump on over to the Patreon and 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 join, and you can hear the whole conversation along with all the other episodes. So uh, this today is no exception. We're going to listen to uh, me. Uh, I had a lovely conversation with one of my very dear friends who I love very very much. Uh, she runs Grown Up Storytime. She uh you know has was in my wedding she's saved my life unknowingly many times uh she is the best miss emily hines we're going to take a listen to a conversation we had here's me and emily it uh yeah but we just i don't know became fast friends and grown-up story time is so important to me in my life and i tell people like people if you're listening to this that i've been at a convention with i tell almost like i tell the grown-up story time story like many times at my table at conventions i show the the tattoo um that i have on my fingers my fingies um and uh you know i i i go back to it a lot not just because i have the john wayne lied to you book there which is a collection of like 12 of those stories but because people will ask me like well how did you get into this and what blah 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 and i i always go back you know invariably whatever to uh i'm a writer to grown-up story time because that was uh like kind of the 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 i don't know the the life preserver that i caught amongst this in the scene was like oh wait maybe i can make this you know i can make it because i was trying to write but i didn't have any direction or anything and i i'd won this contest a few a couple months before i came to grown-up story time from the um yeah what was that called the, what, what were they the uh that place it's like a center still uh it was called I know Sl- what you're talking slinging about. ink was with the contest yes slinging ink um was it through diverse works yes, or was it, it, yeah. diverse works. yes. yeah because i'd done that and that's actually how i found out about grown-up story time because the guy that was running that was like well there's this thing you could try and i was like yeah, oh, we were, what but kind no of then cahoots with them a little just like you know promoting each other's shows and stuff like that right right and that's how uh yeah that's how i found out about it initially because he told me and then uh i forget his name for some reason god what's his name doesn't matter Hank. but Is it yes i know it's like it's, i was trying to it's like wade no that's not it but it's four letters yeah hank 
Cool dude. Yes. Uh, so he, if he didn't drop the, the, the association, I don't go to Rudyard's and see grown story time. even know what the fuck that is. Who knows where I'm at now? The bottom. Of the ditch. Of events. It, it really is. It really is. And then we just became fast friends through that, you know, yeah. I think. I really love talking to you about your story about grown up story time, because I think that grown up story time is a really useful tool for writers that Ooh. doesn't get, I don't, I don't think we have that reputation as much as just being like a fun event to go to and listen to stories. I think that um, writers get a lot out of grown up story time because it's a, sh it's a short, like to the point story. So you don't, it's not something, you know, you're not writing a novel. You don't want to spend too much time on it. And you get like almost immediate feedback because one of us will read it and get back to you. And then um, you get, so you get like feedback from us about like, does it, should we work on it a little bit or is it ready to go? And then you get feedback by both how the writer interprets it, which can be good or bad and how the audience reacts to it. And the, how the reader interprets it, right? You said, right. Oh, is that what it's meant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the reader interprets that. it and performs it. I know what you so, managed for, yeah, for the listeners you. at home. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, there's like multiple levels of feedback on one piece of work that you could then incorporate into the rest of your writing. So I definitely have used that as a good tool. And I think that that's something that like maybe writers don't think about as often. I don't know. Well, maybe. Not. Yeah, that. And, and I don't know if. Um, yeah, I guess it has to be that the, that maybe most writers that are writing like fiction or something aren't thinking about that type of story. But I, I love it because I think it's, um, it's a, it's a muscle. It's a different muscle. It's, it's, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm writing from a different place when I write a grown up story time story than when I write one of my, you know, stupid horror story books. And uh, it's, it's a completely different muscle that you're flexing. And I like that yeah. because you're always, you should be challenging yourself like as a, a writer or, an, or any kind of artist that you're in, like yeah. to write something different. It's a singular different. and really specific style of, of piece that we're looking for too. So you kind of do have to write for story time. It, it absolutely is. And when people ask me that, I tell, I, I kind of guide them. Like you have to, you know, think about this is going to be read by somebody out loud. Keep that in mind. You know, I, I'm all about like, just get the story out first and then pair back from there. Because if you get too much in your head while you're writing it, you can be like, I don't know what he said like this. Just write the story and then go back with that other view and be like, okay, somebody's going to be reading this. And it actually helps you arrange things differently. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing like that I know from the beginning you had said stories that have a lot of dialogue for the grown-up story time the, in the format just doesn't work out that well no, um, it it's it's hard because not everyone's like that kind of performer it's hard to differentiate who's what the hell's going well, on a lot of times are, even if they are a, a, a very talented actor there's just one person up on that stage yeah. and the audience is going to get tired of like he said she said and this actor basically like multiple personality talking to themselves like it just doesn't go over well no absolutely but but keeping that in mind like now i i approach every one of those stories with like okay how can i reword this to where somebody actually does not have to speak mm -hmm. for the same kind of sentiment to get through and yeah. it, it's a it's a cool little like it serves me well in my other writing you know because one thing you know that i've also try to be is uh you want to be uh concise with your words you don't want to 
have a bunch of fucking unnecessary words all scattered about like you're some kind of early american writer you know that uh whatever i hate yeah, we have short short so much but story time like this is in a bar and there's five or six other stories too you like i think it's an interesting way to write it because you yeah you don't want to lose attention and you don't oh. want to bore people or like talk over their heads or anything like that and once you, you do it, oh, sorry, I just talked over you right there. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's something like when you, especially you watch it a few times, you do it, you, you know, you see it work, you see all the things in motion and you're like, okay, that's how, you know, you kind of learn how the beats go even. It's mm-hmm. very cool. It's a bit, I mean, everyone that, anyone out there hasn't tried that kind of writing, I, I highly recommend looking at, looking up Grown to Storytime, even if you're not in Houston and just trying like to write stuff like that, uh, especially writer friends, guys, because like, uh, it's, you know, I don't, I, I hate when people that, I don't, I, don't know I, I don't know what I want to write about, though. It's like, fuck you, just come on, let's go, let's get this thing going, buddy. Write about something that happened to you, you know, yeah. that's what Grown Up Storytime is all about. Everyone I always tell, stories. exactly, I tell people when I'm telling them at the booth, I'm like, you know, it's like a story where you're like, something happens to you and you're like oh you won't believe what happened to me man um that's the best way to say it i think is like you know not the serious stories you're not going to approach somebody like you won't believe what happened to me my grandmother died you know it's like uh (laughs) but that's the best way to catch people's attention because that's kind of like how i think about it like how if i would tell a story at a bar you know i like to you know i've been known to talk a little bit and tell stories get a little drunk whatnot uh, I like to think about it like that. Like I'm just telling the story. That's literally what we tell people. That's like in our public communication to writers and potential writers is like, imagine you're telling a story to a friend at a bar about some crazy thing that happened to you because that's literally what you're doing. Maybe okay. I just stole that from the masterworks of Grown Up Story. I don't know. It's just Have in my brain. Have you been reading our website? Have you been reading my dream journal? <laughs> because... <laughs> um. Yeah, but that's that's what it's like. And it's also interesting because would you say would you agree that like storytelling as kind of like an art form has come into more popularity within the last 10 years or so? Oh, absolutely. Like and it's it's a big thing now where there's just shows that are just storytelling. It's not necessarily a comedy show anymore. It's just storyteller started. It was kind of only the moth was the only one that was like nationally well-known shouts out dusty Rose. Yes. moth is great um we have one in houston which is uh, dusty roads previously mentioned as the host of the moth in houston um yeah and well when we started it was so we started in 2007 and we knew that we wanted to get on the storytelling train because you know we listened to the radio and podcasts were just starting out and getting big Mm-hmm. And we wanted to hop on the storytelling train, but we we were also a bunch of theater kids that started Boo Town, which was the organization that ran Grown Up Storytime. Now it's just Grown Up Storytime. But yeah. when we started, we were a bunch of theater kids. So we wanted it to not just be like a person getting up on stage and telling their own story. And also because that already existed, that's what like all of the storytelling things at the time were and also what they all are now. So, mm-hmm. and to have it be more of like a tool for writers too, because we all, you know, we all came from like wanting to write plays and wanting to write scripts for things and knowing the value of hearing it read aloud by someone else. Um, so that's all kind of what into what went into 
story but yeah and then storytelling just exploded I feel like even just regular journalism is like really influenced by I mean obviously historically it's influenced by storytelling but like every NPR news show you listen to on the radio now is sounds like a storytelling podcast exactly yeah you're exactly right now that that the one thing like about grown story time that is also very unique um, is that somebody else does read your story, which always is weird when I talk to other writers, that, mm-hmm. you know, about that. They're like, wait, why, why does somebody else sell. read your story with writers? It is it really is because yeah. they're like, nah, that sounds too. And I'm like, yeah. no, you got to trust me. Trust me. And I, I always tell them it's like you get to see somebody else's interpretation of your work sometimes that you know which definitely gives you a new perspective but it can also give you a perspective in the sense of you look at it and you're like okay i can make something like that that should have been stronger if that's the way they went with it you can kind of critique your work like that through this and use it like that if you want like yeah i guess like maybe maybe not enough writers professional ish ish writers know just about how valuable is. I mean, it really yeah. is. All right. Always wonderful. Miss Emily Hines. Uh, if you'd like to hear the rest of that conversation, just go on over to patreon.com slash John Wynn is dead and uh, subscribe to any tier and you'll get that episode plus all the other ones and a new one every single week. So <clears throat> moving right along uh, to our three card tarot reading of the week. As you know or do not know, I do a three card tarot reading on myself before the show uh, where, where I just sit down and kind of just chill for a little bit, I write down my thoughts, the things that are on my mind this week or going on, and then just do a three-card spread and, and look at the uh, new perspective through what's going on with the cards. And I and if you're into this at all, I do a daily uh, card of the day on my Instagram story every single morning. Uh, it's at John Wayne is Dead, and then it goes to the uh, John Wayne is Dead YouTube channel after that in case you miss it or want to catch up for the week. So this week, man, I put new... Uh, paper in my notebook i've got this badass killer fucking notebook that i got from uh this company called earthworks in in london i'm not they're in london they're in england somewhere they're awesome i don't know if you guys are listening shouts out man earthworks journals check them out uh they actually are pretty cool i think i got this like two years ago maybe two and a half years ago it's leather it's small like it's got a badass handmade leather cover with a pentagram on it it says they put 666 on the back for me and uh it's got these like kind of weird like the paper is it's like uh you weave it in there with like a piece of leather string type thing so i filled up my whole book and had to get new uh leaves that's the good thing about this is you can take out the the paper and weave in a new thing but it was kind of like uh i opened the you know i got the the instructions and i'm looking at it and i was just almost like ah jesus christ Christ, this looks complicated, but it actually was not complicated at all. Uh, I was just overwhelmed in the moment, and I got it all set up, so I've been using it, and uh, we're right we're right at the beginning. Actually, last week was the first show I used it to take notes on, um, so, and then I've been, I'm, we're just right at the beginning. It's a nice, fresh paper. I love it. Earthworks journals. Check them out. Okay, so, this week on my mind, uh, I've been thinking about, you know, drive, keeping that drive going. Um, planning things are things are changing things might be happening I got to start my planning um, smart decisions again making smart decisions about how to handle moving forward basically um, keeping that motivation going uh, pro and creative problem solving which is kind of like a you know 
caps off all of those things. Uh, you know, a lot of things are going on to change. Like I said, things are opening. There's going to be people who are going to really throw caution to the wind on a lot of things. And I've, I want to, I want to be able to, you know, be discerning enough and, and take the time to think before I just like, yes, 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 yes. You know? And I think that's important for everybody too, as well. Uh, so first card. Uh, wow. This is not, this is a, you know, this is not a card you'd like to see all the time, but it is a card nonetheless that we got, and it is the Tower. So the Tower is a card of sudden change, upheaval, chaos, revelation, awakenings. So with this card, um, if you haven't seen this card, it's like a, a tower in the middle of it that's being struck by lightning, and part of it's coming, like the roof is coming off, and two people have fallen out of the windows and are falling down either side. Uh, so chaos crazy it's so basically what this card is telling you or us or me to expect the unexpected something you know there's going to be a massive change uh the, the card says something that will shake you to your core and this is also no avoid this is not a, a situation you can avoid this is not like a hey keep keep your heads up for this and you can avoid it or you can do something to make this less this is kind of like so you know somebody just throws the the, te the chessboard off the table without you know right right when you're about to make your fucking check move uh something like that but 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 you know we know if you you know pay it listen to the tarot at all like or you know study the tarot or listen to like what i say a lot and especially the card of the day readings you have to go through this kind of stuff to grow and to learn um it's necessary and especially you know it being uh something that you can't avoid you know it's it's that um well, I mean, this whole situation we're in, the quarantine thing, that that's kind of exactly like this. You know, it's like we can't avoid it. It's it's sudden chaos and upheaval in a big, bad way. So I don't know. So it's just like it's going to happen. You got to be ready. But it's always for the best. You know, you'll come out the other side better. And that's what you have to remember in the, the situation while it is very hard to. Um, again, it's uh, while you're going to be thrown for a loop, uh, you'll be hit with, uh, you know, like a lightning bolt of clarity. Uh, it's going to cut through all the lies and illusions you've been l laboring under or, or kind of questioning. Uh, if you've been questioning what's real and, and maybe like even like what are you being a genuine to yourself? Like it's going to reveal all whatever this is going to reveal all that shit to you, who you should trust um, <clears throat> and and the possibility that you're original beliefs your original boundaries your original values that you've built this kind of whole thing around uh it, it could have been built on a false understanding and that's a hard pill to swallow but you know um it's just uh you you gotta take take responsibility take your shit and learn you know if you fucked up you fucked up and uh you know if you followed the wrong path for a minute at least you figured it out so you know uh, so it says, let this happen. You have no choice. Uh, this is change. Change on the deep level is hard, but it's happening for you, not to you. So that was important to know, like I said, because it leads to something good. It's happening for you, not to you. Uh, destruction leads to new growth. Um, this is, makes you wiser, more resilient, which is true. You, you Once you go through something, uh, other things that may be uh, earth-shattering in, in some people's view, you 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 can uh, kind of weather that 
easy because what because of what you've learned and been through, whatever. Um, you're wiser. You gain new perspective, um, and and it's going to bring about positive change. That's one thing about this card is it, it keeps it wants to drive home that this is not, uh, you know, it's not like you're being handed down a death sentence or something. It's like, you know, this is. Uh, it's like that. You know, you get that fucking punishment, and uh, and you're like, man. This sucks, but it's, you know, your parents are like, I know it, but it's for your own good. It's it's kind of like that. Um, but another good thing, cool, I like about this. This is a chance to break free from your old ways of thinking that were most likely holding you back. If all this shit is, is something is just really throwing a monkey wrench in the works of your life, <clears throat> maybe it's time to, for a whole complete change, like, lifestyle career something like that you know and uh break free from those old ways break free from your old routine habits whatever um and come and just know like with this card we're gonna come out the other side uh, much richer for the experience so next card four of pentacles so uh this is a card of saving money security conservation con and, and basically mostly this is about control so this card is saying to, to examine our relationship with money right now uh, in that are we investing it wisely or, or are we clinging to every single penny? Um, you know, there's something, you know, you're either, you're either acting, you know, you could be acting consciously to save money so that you can live comfortable right now and into the future and, and maintain that lifestyle. Um, but there's a chance that you're, you can take it that way too far where you're uh, just kind of scrounging every single penny, pulling it all aside. You're denying yourself and those and those around you, your loved one, family, whatever, any luxuries. There's never like a, you just get even more controlling with every single cent. And it, you know, is that you're cutting all the joy out of your life to save money for what? You know, money is, you know, finances are best when they flow, um, you know, in and out, in and out, you know, it, it keeps coming in. What, I mean, what are you going to do with it? Uh, I, I don't know. So that's what's saying, you, know, you might think about this. If you're, there's one thing to do, there, there's one thing to save, especially if you have goals and you're, and you're just smart, putting money in the savings account, every paycheck. Yes, that's great. But, you know, and also a difference between, between that and and just hoarding every cent and sitting at home and skipping lunch and eating microwave pizza for 14 weeks or something i'm pretty high guys um <clears throat> so uh also be careful you're placing too much value on material items um it, it's easy to to get caught up in what we have um and then that makes us it makes us work harder to maintain that where we are, this material level, but then we never also it cuts the enjoyment out because you're you're working hard to maintain and harder to to keep going. It's it's like uh, like I talk about uh, hard work when like you reach it like in just in my writing, like I reach different levels of my career, right? So you know you get there, you reach a milestone, and you're like, fuck yeah, I did it, yeah. But then you realize all the work that that has to still go in to maintain where you you are, and then what's going to elevate you to the next level. 
that's completely different than this. This is this is talking about cutting your legs out from under you, pretty much. Uh, working, killing yourself to live. There you go. That's a very good one right there. Killing yourself to live. Uh, don't lose sight of your friends and family. Very important uh, as far as like wealth and all those kind of things are concerned. Manage your money and resources wisely. And uh, think about the control. You know, are you, seek, are you seeking more control in your life in general? And that's why you're fixating on this. You're fixating it, it all on, on wealth or financial things. Um, it, you know, it's, uh, you can't control everything. You can't. And um, I think I, even the next fucking card talks about that maybe. Uh, or not. I don't know. You can't control everything. And, and I know I have control things too. So I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm talking to myself anyway, guys. And when I'm doing this, I, I don't know why, uh, I say that, but you got to relax that those reins sometimes and, and let yourself enjoy your, the fruits of your labor. You know, you don't have to go nuts and think that you're the second coming or some shit because you know, you got a book published but enjoy it. Enjoy that. That you put a lot of hard work into whatever that accomplishment means for you. Uh, you can enjoy it, and it's okay. You don't have to feel bad, and and know that you're not. You don't have to continue to control all those things around you. So, anyway, last card: Knight of Wands reversed. So, this is a card of uh, passion projects, haste, scattered energy, frustration. So, you know, we know the knights are, are all about energy moving forward from the, the page. Like the idea and the birth of an idea and creativity will come with the page of the suits. And then the knight is like carrying forth the action, uh, always ready to go and, and start carrying out what needs to be done to uh, reach the goal. So <clears throat> this, this card, you know, it starts off by saying, you know, you might feel like a, pursuing something like a passion project off the beaten path from your regular thing. Um, that you're not trying to get to, you know, you don't want to learn it so that you can go be the best and, and make a million dollars or whatever it is. You just, it just is something you're interested in and you just want to do it. Um, and that's it's saying like, yeah, that that's fine uh, right now to do, um, which might like, you know, going hand in hand with uh, our four of pentacles with all this, you know, if you're working so hard type of thing, maybe you pull back from that and you do a passion project uh, that maybe happens at home with your family or with your partner or whatever, you know, uh, it also helps. That'll help balance the old work home balance thing too, which is always good. So uh, yeah, so do that. So, and part of this is because you're experiencing a buildup of creative energy um, and you're unsure where you want to channel it. And because of this, you're restless. Uh, you feel like you're restricted from taking action right now. Um, for whatever reason, like work, or you feel like you don't have time, ah, uh, you know, all these fucking things. You're, you're like, I want to do something. I don't know what though. And I don't know how and fuck it. Like, that's just a cycle, uh, like a thought cycle to get in. Don't, don't do that. Um, just think about how to do it. You, you might need to adjust, um, like you might need to adjust your, I wrote this down, adjust your path to stay true to the original idea. And that's what, like I was talking about, I'm, you know, kind of made reference to this, this whole like quarantine thing that has cut off all the conventions and all the stuff I, I would normally be doing. So I just said, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to work hard to find my way around this problem until we can go through it again. And that's kind of what like I get from that. It, your path, you might realize, oh shit, I need to take a different route on this, but still get to the, the other side, the original idea of what you're trying to pursue. <clears throat> In other words, don't get distracted. Don't let yourself get discouraged. Um, 
So, uh, also, you might be impulse. Yeah, this is what I was talking about. You might be impulsively trying to do everything at once. Um, this is uh, most definitely going to lead you to burnout. Um, and then, guess what? You're going to fall short of all these things, you know, of, of the caliber of work you should be giving to all these things that you said yes to had you not, you know, agreed to so many things. So, you know, you're, you're going to burn yourself out. It's going to become work. Uh, it's just going to become a grind. And, you know, you're not going to even put out quality work. So you really have to examine those things. <clears throat> I think particularly in the arts when and it's going to apply to a, like a, a, a an office job or something. I've never had an office job before, but just getting things like, uh, I guess, trying to work your way up in, in your, in your job or your office. Um, you know, as a writer, you'll get, you know, you want your shit to be published. You want it out there. And then when you get to a point where people are asking you for things, you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that and that and that. But then, you know, that is not a, that's not a sustainable thing. And, uh, you got to make those decisions of where you want to kind of go. And that's going to, it's a very that's a very crucial i think uh in any kind of career is when you reach that point where you're like okay i i know where my like full powers can be uh i'm not going to say yes to all this shit anymore i'm going to put the best my best foot forward in the the best the, in the shoe it fits best in hey al bundy um so you may uh d like act like i said acting too quickly uh yes 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 you're going to um regret that um give the circumstances time to breathe before taking action and you can't control everything again i wrote that down so that is our reading for this week i i i think that was pretty thought-provoking for me and as far as like what i've been thinking about and uh you know the various states of change we're all going through in in our world right now uh so thank you guys for listening i hope you enjoyed it uh if you are into stuff like that i like i said i do a daily card of the day reading on my instagram story every single morning so if you follow me just or you can't or if you don't whatever but follow me at john wayne is dead and it's on the story and then it goes to the john wayne is dead youtube page uh all right so on to our story today like i said all these things are changing in the world and uh i, I heard this on a brought up on a podcast i was listening to and i i, I thought about this and this kind of brought back the memory of this but they were talking about things that will uh that will be permanently changed from this that we experience out in the in the world such as buffet restaurants right like already i think we're you know we're cutting it pretty you know we're living pretty dangerously having them anyway you got i mean honestly let's be let's think about that but now how how can you you just can't i, I don't see how anybody even if you refuse to you're like nope we're gonna stay open i don't know if uh if it can sustain itself anymore, that kind, that model, I guess, um, it's just going to be too too crazy, I think. Uh, but but you know, also sad. I like buffets. I'm not I'm not casting aspersions on buffets. Uh, I don't think necessarily like they. If you're going to one, you know what? I I I'm I'm not going to tell the story right now. I'm just going to. Uh, that's the setup and. Um, uh, yeah, let's go. So we'll just call this story. Uh, can you pass me another plate, please? So, like I was saying, I didn't want to get ahead of myself here and then forget to transition. But 
buffets. So I'm thinking like, you know, that affects a lot of things. And I'm not casting aspersions on buffets. When I was in college, I, I visited, uh, you know, many buffets, you know, up in Huntsville, where I went to Sam Houston State University. Eat them up, cats, meow. Uh, we had, um, there was one uh, particular, there's a couple Chinese buffets in Huntsville at the time, but there was one particular that we went to a lot. Um, and then you had your Golden Corral, and like there's one called Ryan's that's down. I don't know if that's regional, probably, I don't know. But that was uh, kind of around where I lived when I was going to college and shortly after I graduated. And, you know, my, my uh, you know, former wife and I would go around. We weren't married yet then, but we would go to visit those kind of places because, you know, they were cheap and they were around. And, you know, sometimes it's just a matter like in definitely going to the Chinese food place in college. Uh, we hung out with our friend Todd at the time um, a lot. And we it would just basically be like, taking massive rips off this three foot glass bong that I've told the story about before and then going and eating Chinese food. Uh, that just makes it fun. So, so I've been to a bunch of them, but here's an, so, and then that I started thinking about like, well, that's going to fuck a lot of like Chinese restaurants up. Cause a lot of them are like that. And there's a lot of buffet style restaurants that are not like what you would think right away, you know, to be, to have a buffet or, or utilize a buffet. So I'm wondering, like, how is that all going to change? You know, what are they going to do about that? Then I started thinking, and this is what made me remember this, this story. Um, I, you know, how are, how are buffets at events going to change? I mean, like, in particular, like a wedding. Are all buffets gone? You know, uh, or, uh, you know, an event, you know, where you have a huge birthday or, you know, a celebration of some kind, anything, any of those big kind of events where you would have it catered and there would be a buffet, all those companies that do that, like, what are they going to do now? How are the, how is that going to work? But that, you know what, that's not what the story is about. Uh, not how it's going to work, but it is about a buffet. So this was a, several years ago, um, actually at. This took place at my brother's wedding. Um, so my brother's wedding was, um, let me see, uh, square, I guess you could say is the best way to put it. It was one of those dry weddings. My brother is very, 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 very religious. Um, and uh, so is his wife and his wife's family um, real, just very uh, open-minded individuals but um anyway it's his wedding at the time uh you know we go to my wife and i at the time go to the wedding and it's uh you know at this nice country club or something i can't really remember but like i said it's a dry wedding um and uh it's 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 for squares and and it's like a and no offense if if you know you're if god is your jam and shit i'm not taking that away from you um but you know this was like a super religious ceremony like it was like going to a church service almost. It's like, man, I won't want to, if I want to get preached at, I'll go to church, dude. Like it's, um, and not even like in the Catholic way where at least it's like a tradition of what they're doing and, and what they're saying. And this is like a guy just like doing his Sunday fucking past the plate sermon. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> you know, old uncle Johnny comes prepared. So, uh, I did have some grandpappy's medicine out in the car, which I did imbibe on the way, uh, to the wedding, and then in my suit jacket pocket, I had a uh, silver, uh, I guess it was a pewter, actually, flask, 
uh, filled with gold old whiskey. Uh, it was actually a flask that I got from my, my uh, very good friend Adam's wedding when I was one of his groomsmen. And it is, uh, I still use it to this day, and it's fucking awesome. It's it's one of those flasks that you would find, like, in your, like, dead grandfather's fucking shoebox in the attic somewhere. Like, that's the kind of style it is. It's all, like, fucking badass anyway. I had that filled with whiskey. So I kept, like, finding more and more excuses just to go to the bathroom and just take take rips off this whiskey. Um and then I'm just like finding like uh, then I started to well I'm going excuse myself to go to the bathroom, um, I might as well go out to the car and get high again you know and and it was easy because this was like set up in like a weird area you know I'm not sure we were in some kind of room but if you wanted to go to the bathroom or something like you had to actually leave the room like and go down a hall or something somewhere so it wasn't like you were disturbing anything but i remember like yeah it was just super fucking you know it was long start this service no beer no alcohol if my brother would have known i had alcohol there he would have flipped his absolute shit probably would ask me to leave to be quite honest with you um but i'm just like hanging out i'm fucking getting loose and feeling no pain and then uh and then they it's time it's time to eat what we've all been waiting for, time to eat. So we get in line for the buffet, you know, which, which is set up, which I'm wondering now, how is this going to change? What would the future be? And so, you know, you get your plate and you start walking down and it's on tables and it's got, you know, the trays and the, and the heating tray, like all that shit. And uh, I'm getting there and uh, I'm putting shit on my plate and I'm kind of chatting, you know, with I think, you know, my wife at the time, I think I was maybe whoever was around me and I'm just like, yeah, putting stuff on my plate, just like big chunks, you know, because I'm kind of, you know, feeling, you know, buzzed and just high and whiskeyed up, just putting all kinds of shit on this plate. And it's a this full ass plate of food. And I'm almost at the end of the buffet. And I'm I uh, I set my so I set my plate on the on the table um to get something, to reach for something. I might have actually even been telling a, a no, I wasn't. Uh I was not tell I was not gesticulating a story at that time. I was getting something because uh I remember I reached for it and then all of a sudden my plate I, I had it set too close to the edge. I, I wasn't even really paying attention and it just, you know, flip flipped off the edge, face down on the floor right there. All the this food. The good thing was it it, it, it did, there wasn't a lot of splash. It was pretty well contained in the, into where it hit, and it hit face down and just. And uh, like my wife at the time was like, "Jesus fucking Christ!" And uh, I just kind of I looked like the person behind me was kind of like, "Hmm." And I just uh, I lifted up the the tablecloth and just swept the whole thing under with my foot. Just moved the whole plate, all the food. The napkin, everything that fell down there, I just scraped it all underneath with my foot under the table, dropped down the, the tablecloth. I turned around. I was like, hey, could you uh, might hand me a, a plate? Like I'm all, all the way to the back. I'm asking, could you hand me a plate, please? Uh, so I made another plate really quickly and um, never told anybody that I did that. I never like went and told like the caterers or told you know anybody like i don't know what to tell but uh, I, I made a mess you know i just left it there and uh you know when i look back on that wedding i i honestly can tell you me dropping that plate and kicking it underneath the table was the best thing that happened the whole day <laughs> 
All right, there you go. That's my uh, wedding buffet story. And um, but you know, hey, if if they're gonna go away, we don't know what they're what's gonna happen to buffets. You know, that might not be a problem anymore about worrying about dropping your plate and having to hide it because you won't even be up there with everybody doing that. Uh, it'll be, um, you know, maybe shrunken down into a, a thought that is just projected into our minds and we'll be filled, satiated from that. I don't know. Getting into some weird fucking sci-fi shit there. But anyway, thank you guys for joining me for another episode. I very much appreciate it. I hope everyone is doing well. And I thank you for spending some time with me today. Um, now, go to if you go to johnwayneisdead.com for like everything uh, John Wayne, that dates page is going to be shaping up here this week so check it uh the dates that i'm uh, i'm projected to be on i'm going to recalibrate everything and put those up there so if you want to see if i'm coming to you coming to your town or whatever uh go to the the shows page on johnwayneisdead.com also go to the shop page there you can get all of my books there in stock including my newest the cycle from grindhouse press and uh the john wayne is dead records are in there t-shirts i have stickers uh bookmarks i have a new sticker that's on the way as well and don't forget that the new john wayne uh is dead Two song digital EP, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, will be is out now as well. There will be a link in the shop to that, but it's also at our Bandcamp if you're out there and about. Uh, also, don't forget my Patreon if you'd like to support me in that way. Get get a bunch of extra goodies and and uh, of course access to the awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. You can do that by going to Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is Dead. Uh, also, you can always find me at John Wayne is Dead on Twitter and Instagram and on the Facebook as just little old me, John Wayne Communale. Thank you so much. Uh, and um, hey, we'll see. Either uh, either we'll all be dancing tomorrow uh, next week or. Uh, you know, we'll be blown up the world. So, uh, cheers to that. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs>